Well, good morning. We're so glad you're here. Welcome to 1128. I'm Colleen. I go with Mike if we haven't met. I'd love to meet you after at the Do Life Different banner. And as Mike said, here at 1128, our mission is to help people do life different by setting rhythms and values with Jesus at the center. And our goal is that this is a safe space to ask questions, to explore what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. And the past few weeks, we have been talking about the secret sauce. We've talked about identity and who you are in Jesus. We've talked about mission and maybe what you're doing, maybe what you're doing in the community, at work, but your mission, kind of your action. Last week, Nikki talked about provision, and you can catch any of these messages online. But this morning, we are talking about community. Now, I don't know about you, but I can think of like very three distinct different types of community that I've been a part of. There's been one type of community that I've probably had in every walk of life, whether it's in high school, in college, you know, just out of college, at work, with mom, friends, and it's this like very surface level community. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. A lot of the times in these communities, I've had a lot of fun. We talk, maybe it's just small talk, but it's not a bad thing. They've been fun communities, good communities. But I will tell you this, if I have something going wrong at 2 a.m. or I run out of gas, or I need help with my kids, I'm not, I'm not gonna call anyone from there. Because, you know, we have this surface level relationship, but I'm not gonna call them or ask them when I really need something. And then there was this other type of community, and honestly, this has only happened a couple times in my life, but you know, you start in that surface level, and then you start to get to know each other, and it's like, you start to get to know each other and you're like, uh, we actually don't want to be friends. Like we don't want to take this deeper. We Maybe it was because we didn't like each other. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe these types of communities just didn't work out because we were scared. Even me, like scared of other people's messiness. Um, maybe we just felt like it wasn't worth it. But there is one of these that I can specifically think of where when it started to get real, we all scattered and we, we just stopped talking. Then there's this third type of community that I've been a part of. And you might have heard Mike and I talk about it before. It was our small group in California. And there just was something about this community. And we started as that surface level friendship we, you know, slowly got to know each other. And I think there was a point in our friendship where each couple kind of had a moment of, I don't know, do we really want to like do this? We're really different than all the other couples. Do we, do we really want to do this? Well, ultimately, all of us, I think there were six couples, we all said like, yes. We care about each other. Yes, we might be different. We might not agree on everything, but we're going to care for each other. We're going to accept each other exactly where we're at. 
And this was the type of community where I didn't have to be afraid to be myself because guess what? The people in this group, they proved like you don't have to worry about it. We're still going to care for you no matter what messiness you show us, we're still going to care for you no matter what like bad thing is happening. Like we're here for you. And the really exciting part is, is that these types of communities, the deeper ones, the ones where you really, really know each other, they're starting to happen here at 1128 too. And I know Mike and I were in a group I know there are other groups meeting throughout the week, and it's people that are going past that surface level and deciding like, no, we want to get to know each other and we want to care for each other. And if you're not in one, there is room for you in one of these life groups. But you know, that group in California, it wasn't always easy. Like even after we all said like, oh yeah, we're going to care about each other. It wasn't easy. Like we still messed up. We still made mistakes. We had to apologize. We had to say sorry. We had to make the decision to have empathy for somebody else because it wasn't just easy. It wasn't like, oh, snap of the fingers. It's just going to be fun, easy all the time. But I knew without a doubt that the people in that group, they cared about who I was and like my past and what shaped me to be me. They were excited to dream with me and look to the future. They accepted exactly who I was in that moment. And through it all, we decided like, yes, we like each other. We want to do life together. Now, we've all experienced communities, whether you're in grade school right now and you have friends, whether you're in middle school or high school, whether you're an adult, we've all experienced different types of communities in different seasons of life or in different places. You might have very surface level but fun friendships at work. You might have a really, really deep group of friends that you can connect with on a deep level and people that care about you. You might have experienced what I experienced where like you started to get to know people and you went the other way because you were like, no thanks. We've all experienced different types of communities. And, you know, when I think about like the deep communities that I've been a part of, honestly, there are a lot fewer than my fun surface level ones. Because real community, guess what? I mean, it takes, it takes work. And it's easy, very honestly, even for me sometimes to just say like, I'm okay without it. We might be scared of being vulnerable ourselves. We might be scared to open up to people because that is what real community takes. We honestly might be picky so like we start to get to know somebody and they have some flaw or something wrong and we're like, nah, no thanks. We might be okay with surface level. We might say like, it's okay. I'll keep it right here. I don't, I don't have to take it deeper. And some of us might even be sitting here today saying like, oh, it's okay. I have deep friendships with a few people and that's all I need. 
But if we look at Jesus's life, his short life, his 30 some years in the Bible, we see that community was vital. Having people around him was vital to who he was and how he lived. And I really believe that if we watch Jesus, we can see that God desires community, like deep, not that surface level stuff, but that deep community for each of us. Empathy and openness leads to real community. That's what we're going to talk about today, how empathy and openness leads to real community. So in the Bible, recently we've been using a lot of the Last Supper and those last moments with Jesus to kind of see Jesus and to think about it in different ways. And just before Jesus was crucified on the cross, he had dinner with those closest to him, his disciples. And at this Last Supper, one of the last things he says to his disciples In John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35, Jesus says, so now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Man, that last part, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Jesus doesn't just say like love God and love others, but Jesus says how you love each other in community, it matters because that's how people will know that you love me. Now, I will be honest with you. I especially before this like church planting journey, did a lot of reading in the same books of the Bible over and over and over again. And one of them was not Acts. I did not read Acts very often. But in the like church planting world, they encourage you to read Acts a lot because it's all about how churches started. That's, that's all that really Acts is. It's about how new churches started after Jesus's death. And so the the passage that we're going to look at today is after Jesus's death and it's after the Holy Spirit has come down and it's like a picture of what the followers looked like at that point. And so in Acts chapter two, it says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's supper and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over all of them. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and their possessions and shared the money with those in need. Now, I am not suggesting that we sell everything and like all buy one house. So let's keep listening. I'm not suggesting that. But you'll notice already that they're sharing meals together. They're worshiping together. They're praying together. They're spending time together. And it continues. They worship together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. 
these followers, these believers, yes, they, they were on mission. Yes, they knew who Jesus was, but ultimately they also cared for each other too. They cared for each other. And I think the thing that sticks out the most in here is that they shared meals together. They shared meals together. And I, I think if you are like me, you would agree that it's, it's not too hard to share a meal with somebody, whether you invite them over to your house or whether you meet at a restaurant, that sharing a meal is a way to get to know somebody, talk to somebody, have the space to get to know each other. But there's one other piece at the end, and it says, each day the Lord added to their fellowship. They weren't stagnant. They weren't a community that like just stayed this little circle, but instead they multiplied, they grew, they invited other people into their community. It's not like one of those communities where you like see people and you're like, oh, I could never be a part of that because they are so like elite or by themselves or off in the distance. Like that's not the type of community this was. Yes, they knew how to care inward for each other, but then the second piece of it is they knew how to invite others into it. I want you to take a moment. I want you to think about the communities that you're a part of, whether they're at work, whether they're at school, those maybe you even serve alongside here at 1128. Maybe it's a life group that you're a part of. Maybe it's just even someone that you see on a Sunday morning here, but maybe you have just that surface level, but maybe you're kind of feeling like, oh, maybe we are supposed to go deeper together. I want you to think about the kind, the kind of communities that you're a part of, and I want, you to I want you to think about like what happens when things get messy? What happens when people are willing to be vulnerable? How do I respond? How could I respond? Or maybe even ask yourself, how could I personally be vulnerable in a community or in a new space or with a new person? Because I don't know about you, but it can be really tempting, especially in the winter in Wisconsin, to stay to ourselves. It can be really tempting, really easy to see kind of our space and stay comfortable in it. But if we go back to that, if we read what Jesus said in John, he says, love each other. Love each other. And I'll be honest with you, I cannot love you well. I can't love my coworkers well, or maybe my community is at the gym. I can't love the people that I work out with well if I don't know them, if I haven't taken time to get to know them. And Jesus said, I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. 
Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Your love, your openness for getting to know someone new that you don't know, that you've never known before, your willingness to be vulnerable about who you are or what happened in your past that makes you now who you are. That's being open. That's being willing to be open and not just saying, okay, I'll just stay in my own little bubble. Empathy, being willing to put yourself in somebody's shoes, but more than just that, being willing to feel what other people are feeling And not having just like that hard heart, but really being willing to say like, okay, this happened and I can care for them. This this message is, is honestly for everybody. Because you could be sitting here today and you could say, yeah, I'm in a community. I'm in that deep community. I have people that care for me and I care for them. Well, maybe this morning... It's about that being willing to invite others in. Maybe it's being open to sharing something new with that community. Maybe it's a way that you can show somebody empathy in a different way than you ever have done before. Maybe you're sitting here today and you say, I have a bunch of surface level communities. And maybe it's picking one of those spaces, just one, And spending time inviting people to a meal and trying to go deeper, trying to see people and who they are and get to know them and find out about their past and hear what they're dreaming for the future. And all the while loving them for exactly who they are and caring about them. Empathy and openness lead to real community. And if we here at 1128 want to be an authentic community, we, we have to take the time to, yes, worry about who we are in Jesus. Yes, worry about our mission, but also to care about who is in this space too. One of the, you know, one of the trickier things about this space is that we don't have that like entryway that we used to have at the community center. I think the thing that's still encouraging to me is I still see pockets of you talking, connecting before and after. I see you taking the time to maybe look for someone that doesn't have anyone talking to them or that tries to sneak right out the door, which it is easy to do that. And so maybe you're sitting here today and maybe the word you need to hear is just to slow down. Like slow down when you're in this space and see somebody and care for somebody before you leave and before you go on your way. Maybe you're sitting here and you're saying, I don't really have any communities in my outside life that I want to take deeper. And maybe it's finding a life group here that you can connect with, that you can go deeper with. 
And maybe you're just kind of sitting here and you're like, you know, I need some time to take all this in. And that's okay too. I read these words of Jesus and I read these words from Acts and I just like know that we are not supposed to do life alone. We're not supposed to. And so as tempting as sometimes it is, my encouragement today is that you don't do life alone or that you don't keep doing life alone, but that you find a community where you can go deeper, where you have that confidence, like, no, they've got my back no matter what mistakes I make, no matter what things happen, no matter what messiness I bring or they bring, like we care about each other. Yes, we're gonna apologize when we need to, but that we care about each other and that we'll listen to each other. Accepting, loving, encouraging others, it's not always an easy thing. Forgiving others, not always an easy thing. I know, though, that we're very different. Like, even the people I know personally in this room, like, we're very different. My guess, though, is in Acts, the people were very different. Like, they're not all exactly the same. But sharing meals, praying together, being together, worshiping together, being able to truly care for each other, that was what was important to them. And so this morning, think about your personal next step, whether it's to make a community deeper, whether it's to make a relationship, a friendship deeper, whether it's to find a place, whether it's just something as simple as slowing down on a Sunday when you're here and connecting with somebody that you don't know well. Let's make 1128 a community, a place where you can be known and that you can be cared about. Let's pray. God, being in community is not easy. Sometimes we just want to be on our own or we just want to be connecting with a few. But God, help us Help us make this space or the life groups or other communities that we're a part of, help them be deep places where people are confident that they are loved, that they are accepted. Help us be people that can encourage others and forgive before we get angry. Help us love so that people might know you. Help us love each other so that people might know you. And God, help us be a people that has open arms where we're constantly inviting and asking others to join us in our community and in our spaces. God, we're thankful that you are a God who walked this earth and gave us an example of how community is so important. We love you and we're thankful. Amen.